Hey. You ready, Carl? <laughs> Welcome all to another episode of Bad Cop, Sad Cop, hosted by the one and only Charlie Bones. That's me. And our special guest for this episode is uh, Mr. Adam Rock. The, uh, what are you? You are the, the man who started it all, who yeah. started a new wave. The man <laughs> whose partner said, I must forget all I know about jazz. <laughs> and I wish he was here today to tell him about himself. But it's all good. Um, yeah, Adam Rock from Jazz Refreshed, Jazz Refest. He's here as our guest. And I can say, nice to finally meet you because named after one of my favorite uh, Digo productions of recent times, <laughs> Adam Rock Dist. One of his best tunes ever. I love that tune. <laughs> that is, I play that, that probably more than any. Even more than Got Me Puzzled, tune. which I have to bring up yeah. every, oh, every, every, every so brings that tune love, up. Don't you love that record? It's classic. No, classic. no one it's like the I Found Loving of <laughs> I know. Broken Beat. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, God. And hold you can play that at family functions. Yeah, and hold it down. Is like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So what's, what's our cameo? What's our cameo? Yeah, the finish tune? Yeah. What's our, um, uh, what's our version of, um, what's that tune? Um, candy, innit? What's our, what's, uh, what's our version? What's our one of that then? Candy. What would that be? Betcha. Kaidi? No. No. I'm trying to think like, what would that be? Ladies, ladies first. <laughs> that's, 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 best pretty, that's anyway. pretty close. <laughs> yeah, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Surviving. Surviving? Yeah. It's more than surviving, man. You're doing well. From the outside, that kind of the Instagram front oh, page the, the, looks the, the, good. The facade. Well, oh, the you're facade. keeping a facade. I think every. I think I anyone who's running a business. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I think anyone who runs a business kind of has to kind of maintain that kind of. Hey, we're great, yeah. yeah. And then uh, behind you're just like furiously working away to kind of make stuff happen. Yeah, because I mean, fundamentally, for Chaz Refresh, it's like three people running the teams like myself um justin and, and yvette mm. so everything that you've seen is comes through those three and we've got loads of like volunteers like bunny um chippy, <laughs> chippy or the guy who have been Bunny's around no help. that's a hindrance <laughs> you'll get rid of that uh, guy buns it's <laughs> <laughs> on you hey i'll say it straight you know me that's no help so um, that's, that's causing more work for you <laughs> Why are my levels like 90 times bigger than yours? That's scaring me. All right, all right. All right, I don't want to be Mr. Bellows. Uh, what, what number are you again? It doesn't have a three. It's the bottom one. It's really up there. Sorry, just technical quickly before we get into it. All right, there you go. Okay, thanks. Stop watching that. All right, I'll try. No. So you two are old, good friends. Yes. Seeing as you made it onto a track, Adam Rock Dist. That's because he started trouble. That's, Did that's, he? that's all that was about. I want to know this I story. Lie. That was. <laughs> yeah. That was. Look, that was you. I did Hands a tune. Up. I did a tune called "Digo and Kaidi Ain't Shit." <laughs> and that's kind of what. And we had this whole plan of like doing this compilation where everyone disses everyone. Yeah. And it just never happened. Yeah. Oh, that would have been great. The <laughs> beef. The broken beef. Yeah. Broken yes, beef. East Coast versus West Coast. <laughs> London. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Thanks. I, that's my intro to you. Um, so, as we, as I mentioned in the in the intro, you started off um, jazz jazz um, refreshed down at um, Mau Mau's in um, Lapbrook Grove. Why did you start it, and what was the what what was the goal once you had started it? Um, it it. It kind of came out of um, our experience of the jazz scene at the time and kind of loving the music because we came in through hip hop and you you know you collect vinyl and you sample and as part of that process you kind of start to love the music more and we were sampling so much jazz and then I started collecting so much jazz and going out to see the shows it, like myself Justin Bunny 
all the up rock guys, we didn't feel like we were represented like in the audience. Like we go to see these things, it's like just like three black guys in the audience. At a Pizza Express. At a Pizza Express or wherever it was, yeah. wherever at the time. Do you know what I mean? It was, we were really underrepresented. Yeah. And it kind of started us just wanting to find somewhere to play the music, DJ the music. So that's kind of how it started. And then obviously we knew like Bugs Kaidi and all that lot and Mark DeClive at the time who were kind of doing a little bit of live stuff at that point around the whole sort of broken beat scene which was come had come up. Um so we just sort of um said let's let's take it live and do some live stuff just because we'd seen these guys playing in the in the studio and stuff and then it just kind of grew from there. It quite quickly we realized that we weren't necessarily embraced by the jazz scene at the time. So at a point we just kind of went, ah, screw this, man. Like, you yeah. know, you're going out to jazz events and flyering yeah. and no one's, there was a, a lot of disinterest because of, you know, they come out and see three black guys out there and their instant was like, oh, that's not for us because it's going to be hip hop or, yeah. or reggae. And, and it was really like, do you know what, screw, we screw this anyway. We come from sort of sound system culture, yeah. you know, playing mm -hmm. out parties. Our whole world was in this kind of hidden world of black music in, in London that isn't mentioned when certain people are talking about the music scene out here that we all came through. So it was just like, well, let's, let's go back to that. Let's just try and push jazz to that audience. And it just grew from there. It became a place where artists, um, musicians had a, a left of center place to kind of, oh, I want to do something different with my music. Whereas the other places were very traditional, like mm. jazz. It's and very if you odd that it's quite a big facet of jazz, right? It's a very yeah. black art form, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's filtered through. Yeah. Quite very, is that still a problem now? Or is it much more? It, it's, it's much more diverse now, even though the success of it has kind of changed the dynamic a little bit again. Yeah. Because, you know, the early years of Jazz Refresh, it was probably predominantly black audience. And then as a success, as you grow yeah. and the success gets bigger. And it, our whole thing wasn't about having necessarily a black audience. It was about having yeah. a diverse audience that matched the yeah. city we, we live in. Do you know, I mean, yeah. we live in London. It's one of the most diverse places in the world. Yeah. So having an audience that matched what was going on on the streets and the people that we knew. So now it's i guess it's gone a little bit the other way because of the success and it's a, a massive thing so a lot of people are sort of looking oh this is just add fresh come down check it out and mm. it changes changes and this i mean what's amazing i find about what what you've been doing is that you've had a different act every week for years i, I think i think you've only missed less probably less than 10 10 weeks you've had yeah had. and funny enough it's we're literally in the longest break we've had from Mau Mau mm. in forever. And it will be the longest because this is some breaking news here that Mau Mau's is done. Oh. Yeah. Found out kind of yesterday that, because we've been on a break since December because it was, it's been sold yeah. and it was the idea that we was going to, the new owners were going <sighs> to refurbish the whole thing. Yeah, so yeah. that, that, the, the actual exchange had taken longer to come mm. through, so we didn't know what was going on. And then apparently the new owners are getting rid of the stage. So at the moment, it's sort of like, well, that's that. Okay, yeah. wow. So apparently last night was the last night they shut today. We don't even get to do a last one. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, seventeen, yeah. almost 17 years Yeah. weekly of Yeah, once that money music. changes hands, it's just <laughs> out. And it's, it's um, sort it's, of done. It's funny um, that... Um, I mean, seventy years is to be to be really honest with you. I know it's sad, but it's it's a good innings. Yeah. Oh yeah. In yeah, London, yeah, yeah, to have yeah, a yeah. place that you could yeah, very good. That was affordable yeah. to do this type yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, we've gone through maybe four owners. Oh, and you went you through four I mean? owners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like, eat, like wow. it's been sold a couple times while we've been there, and each and it's great because each owner has almost like handed over. Like, yeah, this is just refreshed. Like this yeah. is the thing that's gonna give well, you the kudos nice. that mm. you need. Like keep it going. So yeah. um, it's difficult because not everyone understands. If you run a business, 
it takes a little while for you to understand uh, making money or having the kudos, which will help your space or business, you know, yeah. having that yeah. extra thing. So, I mean, a couple of owners ago, it was very much like, oh, we're not making enough money on a Thursday. Because mm. it's difficult. You, we're trying to break. We're always trying to break new new music. And, yeah. new and, artists, really young and young acts, yeah. young acts mm. that don't necessarily have a following. Yeah. So, you know, on Sunday, you might get 20 people out there. Yeah. And and our crowd don't really drink heavily. It's yeah, not yeah, that yeah. crowd. It's a Thursday night. Mm. But if you're a venue owner, you kind of go, oh, we're not making enough money on a Thursday. Oh, what can we do about it? And it, a couple of owners ago, it took a, a bit of a kind of flashpoint for them to understand that actually without yeah. that, you've just got a standard bar with people coming on a Friday and Saturday and drinking themselves silly. Yeah. And, yeah, no real quality to to what you're putting on. So that, that's we've like, been lucky, man. Yeah. We, I mean, it's it's unheard of really to have the same venue exactly. and do it for for this long. I mean, long. any 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 uh, night that has that does four or five years, that's a success. Success, in, in, yeah, in yeah. My books, yeah. totally. So seventeen's like that's that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, in London, in W one, exactly. Like, yes, yeah, you know, it's West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 central yeah. London, anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like zone one. Yeah. So for that to be happening is a big achievement. Yeah. And and then there you go. You're telling me, you know, just there ha having to people to understand the value of 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 a night that doesn't necessarily bring in monetary um, mm. gains, but brings you in kudos on so on and so forth that, that, yeah. that turns into money from the other things it touches yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so because of that they're probably getting more business from other people wanting to do yeah. events there and so on and, so and, forth. and i guess also be just being part of the story of something yeah. as well because like we did we did new york a couple of years ago and mm. uh, new york times wrote this whole article about jazz refreshed and, and the uk scene mm. and they talk about mau mau bar yeah. as this sort of the place where it's happening do you yeah. know what i mean it, you know it, it takes some foresight to kind of really see the value in like, oh, I'm part of something and mm. further down the line, it's going to mean something more. Yeah. Oh, so. God, it's heartbreaking. It's like the football vote of confidence, though, because Marcus, where where we are, which is mm. getting developed as well, yeah. Gillett Square, Marcus runs this beautiful, and he had a New York Times thing, you know, right. celebrating how beautiful his business was and how, you know, amazing that yeah. situation was there. And yeah, at the same time, basically getting... <laughs> developed yeah. and moved Do out I mean? and you're like the new york times <laughs> <Yeah>. come on <laughs> have come and written about this yeah it doesn't it doesn't register whatever it's yeah. crazy um, oh god wow. so have you got plans on the new one have you got optimism or are you moving on from the live thing <laughs> i think it's very fresh isn't it, it? yeah i think very fresh. The, the whole team like we've been on the whatsapp group and everyone is sort of like really like we're really proud of what we've done it with with Mau Mau yeah. and it's a bit of a it's a sad moment but we're all sort of like well let's what's next you know what I mean we've we've always been like that Mau Mau's just been the one time to go by system yeah the one constant and we've yeah. always yeah. been trying to push it whether it be going international whether it be doing festival whatever yeah for it was the nucleus yeah so, so in all these um years doing this event in uh in Grove, what has been um what's been the proudest um achievement about running this weekly night? Uh, do you know for for us having been seen as the ones who kind of changed the diversity of jazz in in London mm. because that's one of the things that you know Shabaka would actually in that same new york thing article new york times article he was like you know he'd come to jazz refresh and it'd be the most black people he'd have in his shows mm. all year just doing the one jazz refresh show so i think for us having set out uh, trying to be this thing like where we try and make it a little bit more diverse having that as a kind of marker was was like yeah we're proud of yeah. those we've, we've had some amazing moments of like man we've We've really pushed it because if you look at the festivals, another proud thing for us because when we started it, the first mm. one, the flyover, 
you've got to understand the times and no one was really booking jazz acts for yeah. mainstream festivals and no one was really booking the acts we were working with so we were like let's do our own thing let's uh, our whole thing we're doing the festival was like let's show that it can be done yeah and this is like eight years ago before and you know and now there's like what seven or eight festivals in in this country so so when, when so when you've like like you know you you've been responsible for you know def definitely a massive impact on the the new wave of 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 jazz in the last 15 years or so and um you spoke about festivals and and that and you ended up doing had to you know you've had to start your own night you've had to do mm. your own festival after doing all these things and being responsible for for giving the debuts to many acts that are very influential out there now today are you are you seeing more respect from from the the jazz scene and are you getting asked to do um, more uh, to work more with them or you know or more intertwined with it with yes 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 <laughs> yeah yes. yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, uh, I think you should be I, I think i think if anybody's doing these things it's like sometimes i i'm i'm tired of people who have put the work in not getting reaping the the, the rewards later on yeah so i want it to be you guys doing certain things and create curating yeah. your, your tent at a certain festival and stuff like that I think it's I think it's important that, that 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 happens and that you're and that you and Justin are acknowledged for what you've done. And I'm tired of people who have put in all the work and then someone comes along yeah, and reads totally. all the words and, and totally. goes off and yeah, does yeah, whatever. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm asking that. Uh, we we are I think for us in some ways you got understanding the history of where we've come from. Like we've come from a place where we people don't see it now so much, but Jazz Refresh went not into the jazz scene. So, you know, remember we went twelve years without any sort of funding or grant or anything like that, just doing it, you know, ourselves. And so you reach a point where when certain publications want to write about you and certain people want you to do a, a tent at their thing. You've reached a point for us, and it's the point I kind of always said I would never get to, which is like the Digo point of like <laughs> just feeling like, oh, you lot. Yeah. but you you it's understand, hard, like it. you understand it. I was like, you know, you get to a point of, well, we've come to this point yeah, sort of it. by doing our thing. Yeah. And now, now suddenly you want to write about us. And, and I'm like, it's cool yeah. and we appreciate those kind of things, but at the same time. It's hard for me to be excited about it because yeah. when you have to develop your own um, sense of your own worth, yeah. you know, people are like award shows or, uh. you know, prizes or mm. accolades. Uh. If you're not given those and you have to find your own way uh. of like um, feeling good about yourself mm. and your own justification for what you do, yeah. you come up to a point because this is like 17, almost 17 years, you come to a point of going, actually those accolades don't mean anything now because we've had to go through without them for so long that even now, like I'm not being ungrateful in any way and we appreciate it, but I'm I'm probably the worst one in the crew to, to interview about this stuff because I'm like, so what? Like It is sad when you, when like, the, yeah. the penny drops and you're like, oh, this, you know, music journalism is really only about if you happen to make them look good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 to write about, they'll write about you. But in terms of doing journalism and, and celebrating or putting light on something that's really good, that's that, that doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's in a arc, when it's I, actually looking good for people, they're like, right, let's go and find. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, what? one of the jazz publications wrote <clears throat> a piece about us, and it was, I mean, it was really good. But for me, it was like, well, this is like, this is fight not even five years, 10 years too late. And remember, there was still five years before that 10 years. The, you know what I mean? Like, this is 15 years. Like, this is not new. So when you want to write about it now, it's, it's almost like, but we've always been here. We've always been trying to do this, this thing and push this whole agenda. Because when we came in, there was little to no interest in what we were trying to do. But it's, it's funny because at the, externally, 
that feeling is is actually a good feeling of of like you're saying self worth and like we don't actually need this. But then internally, were you freaking out in those sort of let's say the desert years? Were you? Did you have moments like is this working? This is a lot every week trying to find people to put on. No. Are we? Re- but no. you, you always felt you never really kind of got lost on the. We've path. always had this philosophy, and this goes from before because we we had a hip hop record label before and events kind of crew. So that was our recordings. And we used to throw parties. Uh, when you were with the Beastie music. Boys. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. We used to produce music, you know, all, throw parties, all that kind of stuff there. And it was kind of always this kind of energies. If we don't feel something anymore, if we're not really feeling the passion for it anymore, then we just stop doing it. Yeah. So we used to do a soaker event. This is, yeah, yeah. This is way they're, back in the day. They were big in the soccer scene. Big, in the soccer scene, soca. we used to do like an old school soccer thing. Yeah. Which it was it was massive. All the younger generation are all my age now who've come through. Hmm. In that day, they were coming to our soccer thing to listen to like old school and with some of the new stuff. And we got to a point of I'm not really feeling the energy anymore. Hmm. And that was it. So that was going into Jazz Refresh. It was kind of the same thing. When we started it, it was like, well, we'll just do it yeah. as we do. And there were, t- there were tough times yeah. where, you know, you get 30 people turn up on the door. And to this day, it's still the same kind of um, payment structure for Jazz Refresh. It's like they take 100% of the door money. So we weren't making any money from mm. Jazz Refresh anyway. So the artists take 100% of the door money because that was our way of kind of saying, look, you get 100% of the door money. Mm promote your gig yeah. like let's let's ram it out this is for you this is all on you do you know what I mean like let's make yeah. it happen we put a lot of work into it but it's also you've got to get into the idea and the mentality promoting yourself, of promoting yeah. yourself because at the time mm. you go and do a jazz spot and there was either people there or not there but you yeah. get your money so yeah um having having that where we weren't making any money anyway there were weeks where the money was so rubbish that we would just, me and Justin just go cash point and kind of go, look, here's like an extra 50, mm. at least everyone gets to take home 30 quid or something like that. Mm. We did that for years. Yeah. And that's why we've got really good relationship with the musicians because they know, a lot yeah. of the musicians that come through, they know. Yeah. It was tough years, but we made it We made it all happen. Everyone was in together. So yeah. because of the way I book the bands, it's always on if I feel the music. So there's never a point where a band gets on stage and I'm like, it's a, oh, yeah. this is whack, man. I'm just going to have to go through it. It's like music we love. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the philosophy of sticking to, mm. like, this is what you love doing, do what you love doing, yeah. is very kind of prevalent in, in that scenario as well. And being in a crew helps as well, right? Yeah, like-minded people around yeah. you is always good. And the extended crew, like, you know, yeah. the support and having those people around you especially in those that are like Digo, you know you've got all the broken beat family as well you got there's so many alternatives to around you that are alternative to the jazz music yeah. that all fed into what we were trying to push so it was yeah. it was a good it's still still good yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> so when you've like you've like invested um time and, and, and efforts into into this night and like helping out certain acts. How how does it feel when you've seen some of them blossom and grow into being like artists that are touring the world in yeah. fact? Like not just Europe, they're just touring ar- around the world. You know what I mean? It's, how does that how does that feel? It's an amazing it's an amazing feeling. Um is that, is that your reward? Is that is that your accolade? It, it has like, to be. We was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Big kind of. Yeah, you kind of yeah. like you know, like the whole international thing as well. I mean, I can't. I I don't think I can go any further without saying that, in some ways, in, in every way. Sorry, not in some ways. In every way, tomorrow's warriors is probably a bigger catalyst for this whole UK scene mm, than yeah. we are because they have these musicians at 11 12 13 years old mm. and you know Gary and Janine up at tomorrow's warriors like creates the, created this this family mm. of musicians coming through and, and the the older ones teach younger ones and bring through the next one so having that and something like jazz refresh was always trying to push these artists to new spaces and new places um i think it just these two things just came together even though it wasn't apparent on the outside. It was like, we need new 
music. We need new voices in the music. Mm -hmm. And they were doing that. And they get to 18 and we're like, yeah, mm -hmm. send me that tune. Mm -hmm. And then, right, we've got to put that on. And then we got to the point where we had the record label and put it on. But when we see them now, it's like, you know, you're seeing your kids go out and do amazing things. It's mm -hmm. like, it's really proud for all of us to kind of see the 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 scope in which this is happening and it's the kind of vision that we had in the beginning when we sat down and talked about the possibilities for the scene our thing was always that it was always presented really lame i always felt the music was great but i always felt like it it was always presented in a really crap way it was always a bit cheesy yeah. i think if you can get back past that and sex up jazz a bit then you, you, that's guys it up jazzy said hold tight yusuf days some marketing guru hold tight yusuf days for his like latest release oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he is like Pin up boy. taking Go it to yourself. the point of like yeah that's, that's what's possible that video you know what i mean <laughs> Put it, putting out that level of video I haven't seen it. Is it D'Angelo level? Ah, it's close. It's close. close it's close. close. Wow. It's close. One for the Galdem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Galdem, yeah. Wow. So we, tomorrow's what? Because you know, jazz is a very. I'm telling him this conversation in jazz book. Have you read it, Ralph J. Gleason? It's him interviewing like Coltrane, all the greats. Okay. But really, every interview is insane because they start young age. They're playing with multiple bands, like yeah. the amount of hours, right. years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And jazz, you know, you're saying it was alive and well, and you were in the background doing it the whole time. But it did kind of disappear from the. And this era that we're in is very immediate satisfaction. You know, people making beats on Ableton and whatnot. And jazz, as a, as a, as a sort of uh, discipline, is just insane. Like levels compared to what is being pushed into us, uh, you know, as yeah. a, like the youth. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? so yeah, yeah. I don't know, for you, was it, was it, I don't know, like, you know, because the modern jazz versus the old school way, which is just playing with hundreds of big bands and changing formations and just your gigging, like, you know, they, they, they were playing seven shows a week yeah, yeah, yeah. all over America, going to Europe, then leaving that band, going to another one and saying that even then in the 60s, the big bands were getting out uncool, you know, and mm. too costly to run. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. they'll be saying, you know, it's really sad because the younger jazz people coming up, I learned, you know, whoever was speaking at the time, saying how much he learned from the different band leaders yeah. and how Duke yeah, yeah. Ellington would go about something totally different to whoever else. And that he felt sad or, you know, like that these younger people wouldn't be. And obviously in this, we don't have any big bands anymore or... There's a couple coming back. Do you think? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We just re so we released um Seed Ensemble, which is a ten piece. Wow. And um they were shortlisted for a Mercury this year. Yeah. Which was amazing. Um I mean, I think I think jazz is 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 always cyclical. Like it's yeah, yeah. it's always going in, in circles. And I think it felt like it got stuck in the mainstream, it got stuck and in in a particular sound it was like that 60s sound which defined what jazz was and yeah. jazz has always kept kind of reinventing itself in certain ways and I, I just look at this as being another reinvention of of jazz and people have got to take it and put their own influence on it yeah. and their own feel and it's got to it's it's by default going to have influences of what they're listening to. If yeah. you talk to someone like Moses Boyd or Femi Colioso from Ezra Collective, they grew up listening to grime music. Yeah. So for them, when they're playing jazz, mm. they're playing their version of grime music through the, <laughs> through the genre of jazz. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's always going to come out in their music. And when you listen to it, it, it does come out. If you, if you kind of more tuned to listen to grime, you'll yeah. hear that music in it. Other artists will have different entry points into or what else they listen to, and that all kind of comes into the what they create. So, and I think now in in the UK, um, you have a freedom to put whatever you want into the music that you're making, mm. and I'll say that's part of what we would aiming for with the programming of Jazz Refreshed. Every week it's slightly different. We'll have African jazz, we'll have 
like soul jazz would have something a little bit more electronic we'll have straight ahead you know it's always that like you can put so many because the music's so wide you can't try and define it under yeah. like one type of music so or one type of sound um so now you've got like Joe and jones who he's, he listens to and goes to a lot of like dub nights and a lot of that comes through in his music now as well so it's it's and he's and he can do that he can go and like you know sell out the electric in brixton with people who want to come out and hear that kind of thing. yeah 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 so when it, when it comes to representing jazz in the uk and going abroad you've you've been um you and jazz uh refreshed have been you know flying the banner for uk jazz mm -hmm. in uh new york brazil I don't, I don't know did you have you done asia yet no not yet not yet, not yet no i know you, well you might be onto that yeah but you know yeah. Yeah, and europe as well holland and stuff yeah, yeah what is um how is how is the international stage for jazz what how does it look to you and it's, it's and in america i'm interested to know what's the because that's a tra traditionally a hardcore jazz yeah city. yeah what's what was their impression of the the uk jazz kids um um style of, of jazz it's <clears throat> a very interesting question uh all my questions are loaded <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i always feel as though um if you're going to go to the home of jazz you've got to come with fire like you've got to be undeniable no matter what you're trying to do with it you've got to come with the like the thing that's gonna break through and because it is their jazz can be quite traditional um and there's a history of it it's a it's a tradition in in that country um it's not always it's not always accepted the first time. It's one of those things I think feel like you just have to keep going through. There are core um, set of people who are dying for UK, the UK sound at the moment and the energy that it has more than anything else, that, that energy that they're seeing. So we've, we've done, we do South by Southwest, uh, the UK jazz showcase. We produce that at South by Southwest and it's, like 50% industry heads in there that are coming to see the next next thing mm. in jazz and then there's 50% of just audience and fans of the music that are finally getting to see the bands live in, in America which is notoriously difficult because of the costs associated with bringing bands out to the US. The visa costs alone are, are ridiculous. Yeah. So um, yeah I think there are a core set of listeners that love the sound and think that everything around the scene is really exciting um and then you probably got the others who think it's not jazz oh well that's, that's the story so of jazz isn't the it? story of jazz story yeah, you of know jazz. what i mean like i mean that, that is, that's happened <clears throat> with so many greats that people revert revered so much yeah. years later yeah at yeah, the yeah, time yeah. when they tried to do something or introduce electronic Oh my god, he's yeah, got yeah, a guitar yeah. in his bag exactly. oh, and this, that, and the other. Oh, that's a synthesizer, you know what I mean? Yeah. They were getting you totally. Know, and it's like they've not learned their lessons. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like life, isn't it? It's like <laughs> life, isn't it? People just not learning the lessons of the past and just doing the same nonsense again. So you're gonna shit on this and, and then, then and then in twenty years' time, oh my yeah. god, so and so was so great or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and they forget time. about what they used to say about them at the time when it was dropping. Yeah. But the interesting thing is uh, in the that that even you know if that was going on critically you know the engineers were there that were just so amazing that that made these records sound great do you and they were almost like a key part of mm. of jazz you know like i don't know the guy at blue note whatever these mm. geniuses of do you think that that side of jazz is still there is there people still there who can produce it and make it sound the best it can because those records still shine you know what i mean i I have a very um, maybe controversial view on the kind of the mixing and production of, of jazz albums, which is I feel like everyone is still trying to get their jazz to sound like jazz from the 60s. Yeah. And this is why I have Matt, Matt Lord mixed down 
our stuff. Yeah. And Matt and Daz IQ. No, 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 Matt, Matt loves to try and... Re- I know I'm not going to say it. <laughs> oh no, I'm going to say it. Repair the stuff. <laughs> Listen. <clears throat> Sorry. Just got to clear my throat. Um, yeah, do you know, having someone like Matt who, you know, spent so much time mixing and mastering and creating music for a dance floor situation, for us as a label, was very important because I feel like this music is so danceable, but often when you're mixing to a, a 1960s sound, it's it's very far removed from the sounds that we are capable of creating nowadays. So, you know, having that full fat sound on a dance floor, yeah. if you've got a really good danceable track and it's got a weak, tinny kick drum or, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it kind of doesn't lend itself to like, mm. you know, dancing. So... We we off, we do try as much as we can get Matt involved to try and really make that sound correct, yeah. but I think everyone is still still caught in that trying to, not everyone sorry not everyone but a lot of bands are still kind of on that. Yeah. We're trying to make music yeah. that sounds like at this point here, even though you're you're mixing electronica and reggae and all kinds of stuff there. Mm. Yeah. So um yeah. Yeah. Keep your rhythm section quiet. Background. Yeah. 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 Oh well. <laughs> they're missing a trick man yeah. and and you know and you know the other thing is i think they need to see people dancing to their music and i think that will make a difference for it because not a lot of them see people like their music dj'd out in a rave but to, I, but to see it like man like brucking out to your tunes yeah. but you I, I, mean? I it's funny you say that because i think nowadays everybody's um forget the dance floor like everyone loves to consume their music in headphones yeah, yeah, and yeah. You'd yeah. think they'd like a certain level of fidelity because they're listening in headphones, you know? Hey, that, maybe that's just me. I don't yeah. Know. Who knows? Um, but back to the question earlier on, you know, I mean, we spoke about New York, but how is how is the um, the UK jazz scene uh, received in like you know in in Brazil and so on and and Holland and other places? How how it's it's amazing. It? And how and how do and how are the bands um, take? Are they enjoying um, what's happening? Do they and do they and do they actually realize what's happening? They don't know they're born, mate. They, you know, because listen, it's like those they, opportunities. They were not. You're not listen, getting that type of opportunities. Listen, they. I was saying to someone the other day, most of them don't know a time where they release music and it doesn't sell out. Like, think about that. In the jazz world, in the UK. There are people, they, it's an expected now. Like, yeah, I put out an album, it's going to sell out on vinyl. Mad. I mean, I think everyone's very appreciative of the, the experiences that are happening right now. People are touring, rel- like, relentlessly. Mm. There's, there are some mega bands that have come out of this and they're touring Europe mm. um, and around the world. When we do different countries, it is really sort of... Um, kind of it's, it's stunning really to to see how many people are so into the music that is is made here and the artists that are here they're really engaged in what's going on we do brazil so we've done brazil the last three years in a row for a showcasing festival out there called sim sao paulo um and even i didn't realize the the um the impact of our thing out there so it's like it's almost like the south by southwest of of south america so Lots of countries like Colombia and Argentina, they come, they musicians put on showcases, you know, you're supposed to go out there, all the kind of booking agents are there. Um, we did the first one because we had an Arts Council grant to kind of do international showcasing and, and it came up and we said, <clears throat> let's go for it. Um, and we go out there, we bring Yusuf Days and Nabaya Garcia and we do two shows out there and it's packed. And we, like, we're stunned, like, oh, it's amazing. It, it was a bit serendipitous as well because we'd, um, about five, six years before that, we'd franchised the Jazz Refresh name to a guy called um, Gilson who lives in Brazil, who used to live here. And he said he wanted to bring like new jazz, that new vibe to Brazil. And he said he's going to try and do some shows out there with some Brazilian bands. We were like, yeah, we kind of did a Jazz Refresh two, three shows in Brazil, in Sao Paulo for, as Jazz Refresh Brazil. 
uh, we didn't get to go out there because there's no budget in it. Um, and then he had a kid, so he couldn't kind of do frivolous work anymore. He had to like get a real job. Um, so when we went out there, there was already a kind of core set of people that kind of it's knew what was going on. Yeah. Mm. And he happened to be working for Sim Sao Paulo at the time and he was producing our showcase. Oh, wow. Thing. So it just it just worked out like <laughs> amazingly. Yeah. Um, and then year two, um, it goes to another level. It, like we do the showcases at Sim and then a, a promoter in Rio wants us to come down there. So we go down there, we do show in Rio. Um, and I still hadn't quite seen how how good it how it was being received by even the organizers sim until the third year where they wanted to meet with us beforehand so they came over here to meet with us and they were really like because of the jazz refresh showcase they want to do more uk showcases out there they want to open it more to the world just because of how well it's worked and we had you know you're just sort of doing something you yeah. don't realize that yeah. They're actually like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then last year, December, we went and again, it was like we brought Ashley Henry and uh, Sheila Maurice Gray, her new project, Miss Maurice. And it was packed. Like the shows that they did, the showcase was packed. We did a like a rooftop thing in Sao Paulo for the for the kind of opening bit of the show. It was it was it's received so well. And then I'm walking around and you can Portuguese is so hard. I'm so rubbish at at learning the language. And there's people just coming up to me, can't speak English, and they go like, ah, oh, just refresh, okay. So, and, they, and they're just loving it. And yeah. you're sort of like, wow, this is crazy. I'm yeah. walking through Sao Paulo, and that's happening. Yeah. Like, it's a massive city. Yeah. So He was loving that. Let me tell you something now, Charlie. About <laughs> you're never him. a king in your own pond. Or <laughs> no, 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 no. He's is. a king in his pond as well. <laughs> this, man, this man is known going around and shaking hands and kissing babies. Yeah, Listen, Mr. Mayor, this is what you got to do. Uh, Wear uh, a suit uh, jacket. At uh, 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 dances that he had nothing to do with. <laughs> Wear a day. suit jacket. <laughs> Adam Rock <laughs> It's all part Scandalous. of the, the larger association, Scandalous isn't it? Like, coming you're, in and just you're like. An ambassador. Everyone's going to me like, ambassador. oh, this is a great party. Yeah, you're welcome. Whilst I'm running up Kilburn High Road trying to buy more rum ice and stuff like that. I'm like, don't worry about me. Yeah. Have a good time, yeah? Have a good time. Yeah. Okay, so you sound like you're a man that can enjoy it. You weren't running around like a headless chicken, stressing out, passports, people late for the gig. Blah, blah, that blah. is that is part of the course with yeah. working with musicians. You, you did get that to enjoy you, Brazil a little you get, bit. You, you, you kind of don't get to enjoy any of that until no. kind of afterwards when yeah. you actually get home and you just crash and you kind of go, actually, that was actually yeah, mad because yeah. a lot of these trips, because of the financial side of it, you're in for like, three four days yeah, if yeah. that is it's and then you're, you're trying to yeah you're trying to put in so many things yeah. um to make it happen but in brazil we do one of the things we kind of written into the the trip when we go out there is one of the carnival samba bands on the sunday they do a rehearsal in the street it's life-changing for yeah. me it was like we went the first when we went the first year um femi and nabaya had randomly met this woman um at uh when she kind of, they went out somewhere and Femi was trying to order a drink and she said, oh, can I help? Can I help you? I speak some English. Can I practice my English? Turns out she's a, like a vegan chef. Yeah. And she's, she said, oh, I've got these things to take you to. And she she said, oh, this is Samba Band rehearsal thing. So we said, oh yeah, let's go and check it out. Part of the culture. And I go there and me and Femi are just like, and all of us, Femi, Joe was there, Drama Jones, Nabaya, we're just like, mouth open it was incredible so every year we try to yeah. do the shows and then go and see Vai Vai amazing see yeah yeah I think you you got to try and in, enjoy it but at the time it's not always yes, it's enjoyable it's like yeah this is my my regular question to the guest is that, you know you may be successful in what you're doing but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing it stress-free and at the oh, point yeah. of doing it like i'm having a great life i'm very happy yeah you know it's just like, also that that kind of that facade that we touched on at the very beginning yeah like i think people often look at like the jazz refreshed instagram page and kind of go like you are killing it man like you're in brazil and then thing yeah. and they don't see the stresses of like our arts council funding and arts council have been amazing yeah. like since they've gotten bored um but it doesn't cover everything. 
you know what I mean? Like we got to cover wages and we mm. got to, we got to live. We're grown yeah. adults, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we got to live, got to try and do all the projects, yeah. we got to try and make it happen. So there's a lot of times where people are going, "Oh, you just did the festival. That's amazing." Especially when it was at the South Bank cuz at the South Bank we for the first two, I think it's the first two we had no extra funding for it. So it was just our our pot cut from the Arts Council pot, which wasn't necessarily for the festival that we mm. went, okay, let's kind of be creative and kind of get it back. And we were trying to make a statement with the festival by moving to um, Royal Festival Hall. But you're sort of losing grands <laughs> in the teens yeah. of grands, you know yeah. what I mean? And everyone's like, this is amazing. I've had such a great time. And you're oh like, yeah, 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 cool, man. You've had a great time. Yeah. You don't know oh, that. It's cool. helping. Yeah. It's how much. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's cool. I know, man. Cool. It's scary. I, uh, it's, it's at that point there, probably the most terrifying because yeah. it was so good. Yeah. But we, you know, we were doing everything on a budget. And, and to this day, again, the musicians, because of the relationship we got the musicians is amazing. So we tried to pay everyone, DJs yeah. and each musician, the same amount of money. Mm. Um, and they've, you know, people are, are on board. They're so behind what we're mm. doing. It's great. And when it's free entry, it's perfect for people to bring their family and kids. Down. Yeah. Um, but we've had to we had to move from there because it yeah was, you can't yeah you get so, so how, how 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 you know you're lots of like ideas grand ideas and which have obviously worked as well and to to the detriment of you, you financially are you do you look back at that as um a lesson learned or do you look at it as as um an essential I don't know what I say, P not PR stunt, but like um, an essential like. Yeah. I know what you're trying to like, say. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, things yeah. to help build up the the brand. Uh, the lost leader. Yeah, 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 yeah you know what I mean. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, some things that we've done have have not worked as well as others, and mm. we've kind of gone. We're not going to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I think most times. The good sort of outweighs. Sorry, just <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, I can't even say that. Um, that. <laughs> but <sighs> um, but other, uh, uh, but most things you kind of can find the sort of learning lesson in yeah. them to kind of go. Actually, we did that, and in hindsight, you can look back and kind of say, "Nah," but. Mm. In other ways, you can kind of go. Actually, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have managed to kind of be seen by that person. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, it changes the profile of certain things. The festival was definitely the first one. We hadn't even thought about more than one. It was just like we've been doing it in this venue for two years. Uh, we've we've just been the one of the newest MPOs um, for jazz at um, National Portfolio Organizations for Arts Council. It was like our statement to the jazz world: like we're here and like we're gonna do things differently yeah. and it was different there's like 3,000 people at that first one do you know what I mean so yeah man know me when you see me tins yeah do you know what I mean do you know what I mean you get you get to that and it's like wow okay mm. alright well this is what we're doing here you yeah. go here you go yeah that's amazing take that that's, 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 that's great that is <clears throat> and I think I think um, I, I just we, I just wish sometimes and I guess this what, what we're doing when we're talking with, with different people on this is that sometimes people need to I think some the, you know your average punter and so on needs to sometimes know a bit like, do you realise sometimes the sacrifices some people yeah. go through when they put on some of these events or they make this product or when they do this, that and yeah, the other, yeah, they're yeah. actually like, some of them are like, you're going through it. You yeah, get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And mm. and you get to come in carefree and enjoy <laughs> yeah, all the yeah. thing there and dance <laughs> that, around. And that's all what you need, the yeah, facade. And, and, yeah, yeah. And, like, and, oh, I love you. This is amazing. You're, you're like yeah. crying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your hair's falling out. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's killing me. Okay. Oh, thank you very I, much. Thank you very much. I, can't say, I, I think since the record label side, I think I feel that like even more because the amount <laughs> of sacrifice and money and work it takes oh, for an yeah, artist you... to get music recorded and then get to a point of releasing it. And nowadays music is so like it devalued. Done in, devalued. It's gone in an instant that you kind of like, running a record label side of it, you can really kind of like, man, if people like, 
People are like, oh, this is great. Yeah, man, you're gonna have to do more than stream it, man. Like, <laughs> like yeah. that point zero zero pence is, mm. you know, and and our thing was because we work with a lot of up and coming bands, a lot of new first releases. It's not always the fan base there, so it takes a couple of releases to get to that point. So it's it's tough. It's tough. It ta- it takes a lot of uh, commitment yeah. to to be in uh, developing an artist. Properly. And what about getting yeah. this stuff synced to films and? Because that really helps get it embedded in people. I'm not talking about adverts, Digo. Don't worry about it. But getting we have get some Coca-Cola. Advert. Take a Coca-Cola. We had, we had a bad one. We had a bad <laughs> podcast about marketing people. Yeah. <laughs> adverts, sync people. Anyway, oh, sorry. Yeah. That was before. But it, it, I think that's yeah, last it really helps getting a, getting a track of yours in a in something. You know what I mean? That like, like allows that. I, I think that's. That's the dream. Yeah, where's your jazz IKEA advert? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I mean, I think all that stuff is a dream, but those, those I've always felt like they're lottery wins, right? Yeah. yeah. Like you know, you, you never know when they're gonna yeah, come yeah, out yeah. if you'll ever get it, yeah. and then you get it, and then suddenly it just pays off. But I felt like that way for the Mercury yeah. when we got um, Seed Ensemble nominated for the Mercury, mm. and I was like, all I've ever thought about for the Mercury because it's so mainstream is if we could just get a nomination. Yeah. That's a or a shortlisting. That's a that's another step above mm. where the artist is now. Isn't yeah. that that's better than winning, isn't it? Is what's the curse of the winning the award yeah. and then your career tanks immediately? Yeah, like, I, I think yeah, no one wants to win it. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I think winning is is a bit much to ask, as especially with Mercury, it's like so mainstream, and they they really do behind the scenes work hard at trying to make you feel like it's not the token jazz act but because but, it's so mainstream but it, it, yeah i mean <laughs> it's so mainstream that it, it but is that you know everyone's <laughs> everyone's the mainstream's perspective on yeah. on jazz is still black and white shoes isn't this a like beautiful crooning. you're such a beautiful man you know make sure everyone gets paid so modest, so you it must be a nightmare going there. This is like some arrogant guy with some terrible band. He's like, I'm winning. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not happy. I'm just happy if I get a nomination. Yeah, I mean around these like cokehead monsters, like <laughs> my, <laughs> my God. But I pay my eyes. You know. Not far off. We got <laughs> We got roadies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's real, man. It's yeah. real. That side of things real. Oh my god. But um yeah, I mean, it's it's a great experience, and it's not the first jazz act to be nominated for a, a Mercury. Yeah, um, there's quite a, there's a good number of like Shabaka was uh, I think it was Comet or no Sons of Kemet last yeah. year, the year before, um, and it's I guess it's good in some ways. Like you know, you get a little bit more press. People write about it a little bit more. Mm. Um, but you just got to kind of just keep rolling with it. It's just one of those things you just kind of... Did you see Eddie on when he got interviewed for the... No, I didn't. You didn't see <laughs> the couldn't. Eddie interview for the Mercury last one for Sons, Was it Sons of Kevin? Yeah. You didn't see Eddie when he got... Was it was hilarious. This <laughs> was Tom Skinner. Eddie, I don't know how the other guy's name. Yeah. And there's Eddie. And they asked Eddie about his shit. It's it's hilarious. He's just like, he's just he's not there. He's not there. I, I, I just heard... I, it literally... Sort of like I just heard about these people today. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, saw that, I saw that one. Like, yeah, Eddie's I didn't even know about. Right. It. Love Eddie, man. <laughs> Love Eddie. Yeah, steady Eddie, mate. Great drummer. Dude's been playing jazz refresh since he was like 17, 18. See, there you go, Crazy. man. Mm. I found a fo- some footage of that. Yeah, He's mad. Looks like a completely different person now. Funny guy. Um, I'm trying to think of what what what, what else should I be asking them. Um, Mr. How to stay like you know happy in music. I was like when I got into the the whole music thing, I said no, I I just don't want to turn out like Digo. Yeah. That's the main thing. Oh, like. I see. Why well, you done it? <laughs> just Every time, I just ask again. don't turn out like Digo. Don't be yeah. bitter and jaded. Yeah. Don't I'm be like. Jaded. Don't be like. I'm not bitter and oh, jaded. Look, don't be screwing with everyone. Hold up. Hold up. Don't hold cuss up. out everyone. Hold and up, you know what up, happens? You know what happens? Oh my God. It happens anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you become on, that yeah. person anyway. Number one, number one. Oh, I'm not jaded. Number number two, I'm not bitter. These are facts, right? I'm not bitter because I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm quite happy with what I'm doing. I'm very happy. Now, the problem is, this, this shouldn't be about me now, but, but <laughs> no, it doesn't need it to be right you, now. But it ends with you anyway. The problem is, 
ends with you. Yeah, because <laughs> the problem is with this business is the people. Mm. Okay? And the fact that people are not... People like me. <laughs> people, are not, people are not focused on the product or the art. They have mm. their own self-interest and egos yeah. in there. And that's the problem. And you got I, and, 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 and Adam will tell you that I t- spoke to him, I don't know how many years ago, mm. probably from before I went to New York, when they, when you first became the MPO. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I, t- I yeah, foretold yeah. him about certain things that were going to happen. You mm-hmm. carved in a piece <laughs> of rock <laughs> yeah. and you handed him <laughs> the yeah, tablet, like, tablets. The, the prophecy. Like, it is written. Yeah. In a briefcase. You. And Everyone lo and behold, you know, it's not even a Adam lie. calls me and yeah. goes, oh my word. That's it's happened. Not, it's it not even a lie. The ten tenets. A year later, he'll call, yeah, yeah. call me again and say, you won't believe what happened. Da, 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 yeah, da, da. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, not even it's hard. And then, and then he starts ending up, uh, at some point, starts to behave <laughs> like me because <laughs> he's like, you know, this is, now I understand why I, Digo navigates the way he does because of these things. These little fish that attach to your neck, you know, like just there start sucking on you. <laughs> it's difficult, like, because you, you real, can't man. help but it's see the... Real. The monetization of the art. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and if you're really into the art, it it is always. And, and I'm a record you. label. I'm a record you. label. Because and you're into the art, it blinds you yeah, from certain things. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm a record label, but because we've come from it from a different angle, our thing was like, man, this music is amazing. Everyone needs to hear this. Yeah. I don't care how big or small they are. This is why a lot of our first releases, now you can look at a Nabaya or Ashley Henry and kind of go, right, they, they're out there killing it. You know, Ashley signed to Sony. Well, they were first releases, so it it was kind of like we've got to kind of create something and put it out there. And you believe in the music, hmm. but you got to sell music. Do you know what I mean? And then you suddenly find yourself like, oh, I've got to engage with with that, don't I? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no! Oh, oh, are we pausing? No, you can continue. All right. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 real. You, yeah, because you, you you have a responsibility to your artists, yeah, to sell as many copies yeah, yeah, yeah. as possible. So what do you what you know what are you gonna do? You're gonna ignore so and so? Are you gonna not talk to exactly. such and such a person? You're not gonna place it there? Are you gonna let this other company or whatever rape you of money yeah. because because without that you can't get it in these places? Yeah, this is what you have to do. And then everyone says, you're Jane, you know what? Just because I call it out, like hey? yeah. Hey Adam. And it happened to me. Hey Adam, me. how many times I told you this, that, and the I'm other? Walking around with a berry soon. You'd be wearing one of these. You'd be wearing your the almost Black Panther outfit. <laughs> Man is actually, oh, 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 Digo is actually wearing a beret and a turtleneck, like a black turtleneck and black trousers. Man come like fully Black Panther today, man. <laughs> If I knew, man, sure, man, I would have worn my leather jacket. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Get that cat face on the back of your jacket, dude. It's odd. I mean, yeah. It's uh, it's so it's so interesting because I think there's a there is a a duty to get this music out there for us. Yeah, like there's a duty to like that. Just on a you want to take it on a sort of spiritual level. For me, I think music's important and that creativity going out into the to the ether the universe whatever mm. you, whichever way you look at it your spirituality i think it's important to have it out there um but then there's, there's the other sides of it that you yeah. kind of you've just got to nav- navigate as as best you can um which is why you have a great team around you i think you get a good good team some people you. are much better at engaged in certain things than others yeah, some yeah, people yeah. should not be allowed like I was, uh, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to say the person, but there's one person I know that they are not allowed to answer any emails, and they're not allowed to touch the social media of their own label. They that's, own it. That's, that's a, I, I can't imagine who that is. <laughs> you know what I'm but right? It's for the they best. They are not allowed to best. touch it. It's for the best. It's for the best. It's for the best. Just, just make your stuff away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do that. Don't do not leave that bit. Leave that bit. Leave that bit. You know I mean? Even that's difficult because I think that that's crazy. It's because there's so much, there's so much passion that goes into the music, and I know a lot of the time as an artist you want that to kind of be the driving, be force. the driving force mm. of it. Do you know what I mean you want that to come out, like the message and the mm. story and the music to come out, and then 
actually that's probably not the best for um selling records sometimes you know what you what you, what you need to do <laughs> how you, you do it to, you gotta you gotta sell the lifestyle um adam <laughs> jazz refresh has got to sell a lifestyle you gotta you gotta sell black black turtlenecks yeah exactly you that's the lifestyle <laughs> jazz refresh the next line is like <laughs> jazz refresh black turtlenecks he could all buy one <laughs> yeah, he's wearing one. one i'm doing <laughs> wearing a prototype <laughs> taking it. doing one <laughs> you know yeah. oh boy it's in i mean it's industry like you know it's an industry yeah. Do you know what I mean? You kind of like, forget sometimes. You forget, you forget because it's around art, but, but every you, but in you, the, every you, art has a, an industry around it. Mm. But, ways, but you know? a lot a lot of times with some some arts, they start off, you know, like we were talking of like uh, a few podcasts we were talking to Sarah Sandy was talking about how the the starting of that whole, you know, rave, breakbeat, mm. jungle culture and how it started off as a as a yeah, as an yeah. underground thing. Yeah. And then how we had those massive events which were not it wasn't one company that owned all the venues. Yeah, it was all these yeah, people yeah, yeah. doing these things. And it was enough room for everyone. And people were starting their labels and being able to, to, to live off it mm. sufficiently themselves from the, you know. And then all of a sudden, all these things got kind of eaten up. Yeah. You know? And we end in this kind of... Homogenization. Yeah, it's mm. basically where we are now, you know? Mm. And I think it's... um. How do you stay independent? Because obviously, yeah. you know, you've got pressures. You've got uh, children, maybe, and bills, and you want to get a nice cut in the end. Yeah. And the man I'd, comes along. So I it's honestly, like you... it's a, I think you're going to be constantly in turmoil around yeah. those kinds so of things. So we're not, we're going to see Boddington's presents <laughs> Jazz Refresh soon. Soon come, you know, I don't soon know. Soon come. Like, <laughs> you've, I, I've always had this thing about, you know, Justin has always been like, yeah, we should be able to get a sponsor for the festival. Mm. Never have. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's all these things that I feel like we have certain principles that we've never strayed from. One of them, like, we don't have alcohol or cigarette sponsorship or anything like that. Or mm. Just because we, me and myself and Justin don't drink or smoke, so it was something that we didn't want associated with the jam. Mm. Also, with the brand, but also, it's very old jazz, isn't it? Like, that kind of imagery is very old jazz. Smoky, so we were like, smoky, yeah, smoky, like with a, a glass or something. It's jazz, you know it ain't it's jazz, like, jazz. Really. What's wrong with you? So we wanted to really stray away from that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so you, you only recently castle. we've actually managed to get some sort of commercial partnerships that we're working on to kind of make that happen. But I think you come to a point where you've you've got to you've got to start looking at how you. You function because just f selling music alone yeah, is not necessarily the way to go. And and if you if it is, especially with up and coming bands, you got pumped so much money into PR and marketing that they never break even. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, <laughs> PR marketing. Do you know what I mean? Funny, like that funny thing that doesn't quite equate <laughs> that if you spend this much, this will happen. There's never like, there's no um, formula to it whatsoever. Uh, I'm not oh, even going to talk on this. I'm not even going to talk on this because I know the scams <laughs> of a. Uh, Sorry. I know uh, our PR person Harriet is probably listening to this and cussing me right now, but oh, so I'm not even gonna mention. I'm not even gonna say nothing. Yep. I'm just gonna say nothing. I'll but say yeah, it, it doesn't you know equate. Mean? Doesn't uh, I've yet to see how it equates to like we've done this. I've got, I've got a thing on that, which is for me, it's more about for, especially from the position we come in, where we're working with a lot of times young artists with their first releases. I think those. PR and marketing is really good for keeping artists engaged with what they're doing and feeling like there's a point to doing this. Because mm. there's nothing worse than releasing music and it goes nowhere. Yeah, no and one, no, no one, one's no buying one's, no it. One's you know what mean? About it yeah. And there's nothing written about no, it. Yeah. So yeah. at least when you kind of release something and you can kind of go, oh man, you know, look, look there's a the the evening standard have written once to watch or mm. there's a little article in mojo or there's a yeah. you know those kind of things i think it's so encouraging for young musicians to kind of yeah. see like oh you know what there's a because we've come through a time where <laughs> it was it being a solo artist or being an artist yourself wasn't necessarily the way that everyone's mind thought of when it came to like the jazz world yeah you know some people went that way and others were just kind of Sideman, you know what I mean? I'm 
play bass for this person and this person. Mm. And that was one of our things, always encouraging people to kind of like, hey, where's your, yeah. where's your stuff? Mm. Which is why someone like Richard Spaven, drummer, like his first release was with us and it was out of a conversation kind of going, bruv, like, where, where's your thing? Mm. Like you're, you're playing for everyone, where's your thing? Like come yeah. with it now. And this is like, so it's 10 years of, since we released that first thing and we're taking him out to South by Southwest this year as one of the old ones <laughs> in the scene. But it just shows the 10 year journey of him yeah, like yeah, yeah. releasing the first thing and then putting out seven other albums and you know, each time getting bigger and bigger and getting more fans and stuff like that. So showing the longer journey as well as the shorter journey for that showcase. But yeah. All right. 10 years goes by fast. Why? Quick fast, mate. Why? I think we've got enough here, haven't we? That depressing note. It's been wonderful. <laughs> very, very lovely. Ah, thank you for having you. me. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Nice one, Adam. <laughs> and um, good luck out there. <laughs> Fighting the fight. Cheers. Yes. And um, finding a new venue. Yeah. 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 Know good it. luck with that. I don't know how that goes. Yeah. Right. And thank you for inspiring one of my favorite tracks of his. Ain't nothing. Because he was like a son made out of hate. <laughs> <laughs> I still think we should come with that that compilation, just yeah. like get everyone cussing each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start working on it. I think that's not gonna run. Is it? I'm gonna start working on my next one. Killed him. Someone's yeah. gonna go way too hard. Probably D go yeah. and upset everybody. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> not at all. Nah. Can't be, no one could be upset by my music. <laughs> you, can, you might be able to get upset by my '90s music, but not this music. Nah. Anyway, '90s music was your best. That was your best music. Yeah, God. Anyway, oh, <laughs> God. Shut this oh my off. God, it's gonna be an hour. Thanks for everybody. <laughs> Please check out next week's episode of uh, yeah. Bad Cop. Bad Cop. Bad Cop. Bad Cop.